Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brian with Breaking Tables. How is everybody doing today? Hope everybody is uh, uh, sober from uh, this uh, last few days of uh, NFL draft news and all this fun stuff. But before we get into that, we've got a very, very special show tonight. Uh, I've got uh, two uh, special guests, Ryan Strobel and uh, Mike, uh, a.k.a. Sip, the uh, Bills uh, boys over at Bills Backers. Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, I'm excited to talk to those guys. And uh, of course you got uh, yours truly and Neil Bono. This is breaking tables and we're going to have fun tonight. It's the mafia. You know, I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia. You know, I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia. I'm with the Buffalo bills. It's the mafia. You know, I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Um, joined with my co-host Neil, Tampa Armchair GM Neil. What up, dog? What up, Ryan? Wait a second. Wait, wait. We gotta do a regulators. Mount up. <laughs> Please don't ban me. Please don't ban me. I don't want to get banned. I can't be doing any more of that copyright knickknack. Uh all right. Then I'm gonna bring in the boys from uh Bill's uh backers. That's Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, start with uh Mike, the Presidente. What up, brother? Hey, what's happening, guys? How's things like in uh, in sunny Florida or city Florida or whatever the hell it is today? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. I mean, this is it's you know perfect weather year round. <laughs> you can't complain. I mean, you know, it's except for those mosquitoes that are size of Cessnas. Yeah, yeah. True story. And, and, and the people are kind of assholes down here, but that's what they call um, so Mike, you're actually joined. I'm going to go ahead and get uh, Ryan up on here. This is the uh, the VP of Dallas Fort Worth uh, Backers. Uh, Ryan, what's up, brother? Thanks for hopping on. Hey guys, how's it going? It's rocking and rolling, man. I'm so uh, I, I keep telling everybody I'm still recovering from the uh, the draft because we did four and a half hours of just mayhem, laughing at other teams, and uh, got to see our, our first pick. But uh, but before we get into the draft, I do want to talk uh, talk to you boys because uh, it would have been awesome if we played the uh, Cowboys this year because uh, you you two guys are the are the guys to see when you're you're in the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area. Um, to walk us into this. How long have you guys been doing this, uh, Mike? Let's start with you. You're the presidente. Well, uh, the club was started in the late 1980s. Uh, okay. Myself and Ezra Castro, uh, Pancho Villa. Uh, actually took over the club in 2015. Uh, we started with only about 300 people. And by the time the Cowboys came here, what, Ryan, we had close to 1,500, 1,700 members uh, yeah. you know, that was out there. So we, we grew this thing from nothing to something. Uh, and it's been fantastic to get to the top. I get a lot of help from Ryan. I, I got to really give him a high five on that, man. He does a great job for me. Um, the area is so damn big, though. It literally is the size of Connecticut. Dallas Fort Worth is. And so you're not going to get people that are going to drive, you know, an hour and a half or two hours like they do in some other locations, like um, uh, like Lodos down in, in, in Denver. Or um, uh, like I know that last week you had on um, the herd from the Harry Buffalo. Yeah. So these guys drive all over the place to get there, but they can't do that here, especially because we're Bill's fans and we like to drink. Mm-hmm. So in any event, we, you know, that's what we do. Uh, we do a lot for the club. Uh, we're able to donate to give for charitable contributions uh, at the end of the year because of our, our benefits. And actually, even the year that we went, that the Cowboys, that we were here in Dallas for the Thanksgiving game, 
uh, we're actually able to donate the twenty thousand four hundred and some odd dollars uh, to charity of uh, the the year long effort that we did. So we do a lot of fun in here. There's no question about it. Awesome, awesome. And I, Ryan, so you're 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 born and raised in Dallas. You were telling me earlier, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, very, very proud of that. Well, th that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. And you picked a hell of yeah. a team to, to root for. Um, yeah. How did you like just, you know, do it one day you woke up and you, we were kicking ass one year and you're just like, I'm, I like them. I like the colors. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think, I think all four of us and anybody listening are, are well aware that that day has probably never occurred for anybody who's an actual Buffalo Bills fan. Um, anybody who's a Bills fan has put in the work, the sweat and the tears, and they've experienced the lows. Uh, because quite frankly, you know, prior to very recently, that's that's been the majority of our life has been this underdog mentality. And it's still going to continue through the season. So I'm not negating that. But uh, to answer your question directly short, my family's from the Rochester area. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of family that are, uh, you know, University of Buffalo alum. My grandfather went to RIT uh, in 2000 and or excuse me, back in 85. I think my family moved down to Texas where my father met my mother, who was also a Buffalo or a New York native, and they had me. Uh, needless to say, my grandparents and my father raised me right. Been a Bills fan ever since. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, Neil, you, you went to the Dallas Cowboys game, didn't you? I did not go to the Dallas Cowboys game, but I did go to Cowboys Stadium. I wanted to go to the Thanksgiving Day game, so what was that like for you? Like, do you use... Go to that game? Did you like? Do you guys have a big party before that? Right. I bet about that because I had a little, we had a little tailgate. Mike, didn't we? We had a little tailgate. Right? A little, little one. We were very modest. <laughs> we had somewhere around eighteen hundred people show up. Nice. Uh, we had, there we, we go. Four, four food trucks, uh, a thirty foot by thirty foot tent with big screen televisions in there. Um, when people bought passes, we had all the cokes that you wanted to drink and beers and. Uh, you know, thanks to a lot of people that helped donate to this to help make it possible. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that was one big fucking pain in my ass, especially from uh, Halloween to Thanksgiving, because that's when everyone decided, hey, I want tickets. I want tickets. And then when they showed up, they still wanted more tickets. But I'll tell you what, though, it, it was cold and rainy and miserable. And, it was wet. Yep. Uh, and was wet. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No uh, kidding. The best part about it was is that we came back, we kicked their ass the whole game, and then you know we, obviously we've been drinking since what about nine o'clock that morning, Brian? Yeah. Yep. Like that. So he came back yep. in the rain. We're fucking handing out turkey sandwiches to everybody that we yeah yeah. This <laughs> week it was great. Uh, fellows, it 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 was probably one of the top three greatest days of my entire life. <laughs> No, oh, and I, I'm not exaggerating. I was, I was, I was running around Cowboys Stadium, hugging strangers that were wearing red and blue. Men from behind, women from behind, children. People started calling security because I was hugging everybody. Um, but I, I was so excited because the energy just from, again, going back to that me growing up in Dallas, beating the team that I've always wanted my team to beat. Yes, uh, yes. and doing it. At their home and my home at the same time, uh, you guys. It was, it was yeah. You 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 couldn't compare it to, to many things otherwise. The um so these these locations. I know what you guys mentioned earlier that it's split up. Um, Mike, you are the Fort Worth guy. Ryan, you're the Dallas guy. Is that right, guys? Yep. So yeah, we, um, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, so how, how to kind of do that, does that work out when in terms of do you guys have multiple restaurants where you can organize the groups together or is it one uh, restaurant, uh, you know, a team and you guys just kind of split up the uh, locations? Well, no, you, you, what we have is two separate locations. One in Fort Worth is Buffalo Bros, which I'm going to go out here and give them a little howdy ho. Uh, nice. We've actually been there. He, the, the owner's from Kenmore, New York, um, Edward McGowan, great guy. Uh, he has hosted us for 13 consecutive years. I happened to find him on a whim one day. Someone told me, hey, there's a Buffalo bar someplace. He's got the best wings outside of, of Western New York. He's got char uh, and cup pepperoni, Salem hot dogs, bison dip. Um, Kenwick rolls. Kenwick rolls. Yeah, he's perfected the beef on wick for crying out loud. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so we've been there, and he's been a fantastic host. Um Unfortunately, on the Dallas side, until Hideaway, which is this is going to be our fourth year, Ryan, right? At Hideaway, sure. Uh, unfortunately, we had um, three years in a row. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we put the bars out of business. Um, you know, it, it wasn't really us. It was because it, you know they relied on us on Sunday uh, because yeah. during the season we'd bring three hundred some odd people up there and two hundred some odd down in Fort Worth. Um, but you know, the fact of the matter remains, there's a lot of work that goes into finding a bar to do it and to, to dedicate it. Uh, and so we spend a lot of time making sure that no one tries to take our fans away to another bar because there's always someone in it every year, right, Ryan? Oh, can we have an alley bar? Can we have another one in mid cities? No, same thing year after year, but. Uh, a lot of work goes into getting those bars, and a lot of uh, they make a lot of um, they made a lot of concessions for us, which is good. Nice. Yeah, I think there could be a correlation drawn to to the success of the team as of late as well. Um, I think in the past, us being the Buffalo Bills, and think of us respectively in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Nobody comes to see the Buffalo Bills, right? Everybody down here wants to watch. The Cowboys, they want to watch the other teams. And so I think historically, and I don't think it was intentional, but we probably landed in bars that were a little more desperate. Um, and yeah. therefore, we brought we brought as many people on a Sunday to watch the Bills game as they had all week long. So yeah. they loved having us, but they also didn't really have any other options. Um, and so, again, tying that to the correlation as of late, you know, we've been doing really well these last three years. And, and I think that's it, that could be correlated to our relationship with the hideaway, but the hideaway has been incredibly generous to us, gracious to us. Uh, they are our home. I don't see us leaving there anytime soon. Uh, they accommodate us and then some, and especially during the pandemic and all the restrictions that we've had to, uh, you know, to, to monitor, uh, they've been absolutely phenomenal to us. So for now, hideaway is going to be our spot, I think. And, you know, it, it's really the good part about coming in and it, you know, I've heard other groups that are complaining, uh, and I won't give away other you know club names, but all oh, the Bears fans are here. Oh my God, we have Seattle fans. Oh, there's Cowboys fans. Well, the thing is, what we do at both locations is that we just have so much red, white, and blue that the people walk in and say, "They turn around, they leave." They leave. Dallas Cowboys fans walk into a bar in Dallas on Football Sunday and leave. They shake their heads. Because they're like, there's there's no place to sit. And if they do get there early enough and sit up, we go out there and heckle them. 
You should see the hotel between the houses. How can we just go up there? There's an interception right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you suck. You suck. Your face sucks. You suck. All right, I get it. I mean, and that's that's the type of fun that we have. Uh, the, the best part about it is both locations allow us to play the shout song uh, at the Buffalo at the, the uh, Fort Worth location. We have a red and uh, red and blue flashing light, which just turns into a great big disco if you want. And it's a great big celebration, and especially this year in the playoffs, uh, even mm-hmm. with the pandemic, uh, you know, Ed went out there and put a huge tent out back that it, it was. A, we were able to accommodate another fifty fans uh, for the playoff games, which just made it even more special. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, who do you guys think has the uh, the better beer selection? And do you guys have any mm. kind of like bats? Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, um, I, I'm not much of a beer drinker. I'm a, a vodka drinker. Oh, but I, I sorry, do. I, sorry, Mike. Is the sorry, Mike? Is the question between the bars or between cities? The the bar. Meaning, meaning, the bars. Okay. Yeah. Buffalo Bros versus Hideaway. Yep. Okay. All right, continue, Mike. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to vote for Buffalo Bros because they've got a hell of a selection. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, <laughs> they're they're both great. I'll leave it they're, there. They're both uh, great. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little bit of a, a beer, uh, I'd say, snob. So, um, but you know, I think Sundance does. Buffalo Bros University have as many beers as Sundance? No, not at all. Uh, okay, so Sun to me, Sundance is impressive. Yeah. Now, that, that's their new location. It's downtown in the Sundance Square. Second location opened up about a year ago, just after the pandemic hit. Yeah, and, and they've got a huge selection of, especially craft beers. We've got a bunch of them down here uh, that are made right here in Fort Worth and Dallas. Um, but to go back, though, you, you asked about Labatt. Yes, we've got Labatt, blue and blue light. Yep. We have Molson. We have Jenny Cream, for Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> well, that's yummy. exciting to hear because I'll tell you when, when I went to Houston two years ago for the playoff game, yep. Labatt Blue Light was the only Labatt Blue Light I found was the stuff that I brought from Tampa. Yeah, nobody so had it. Down it down here. <laughs> we actually got we actually got a Blue Light down here for the first time after 14 years of trying to get it down here. Uh, they actually convinced the distributor to bring a case, I mean, a pallet down here. And then literally the pallet was gone, not between just our two bars, but from other locations that wanted the stuff in, in stock. So uh, mm-hmm. we might not have that much of a, a problem this year with blue light. Um, but uh, yeah, it, there's there's always blue going out there. And like I said, for the people who come and visit us, and they want a Jenny Cream, definitely be able to hand them out. I know you don't <laughs> nice. like it. Now, if they had Jenny Reds, I would drink it. <laughs> I guess beer is beer if uh, you're really desperate, you know. <laughs> Prior to 10 a.m., beer is beer. Yeah, True yeah. It's six, well, it's six in the morning, you're just waking up and still drink maybe two hours of sleep the night before. Uh, you, I really don't. Taste buds are completely shocked because of all the alcohol you drink the night before. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, of course, you can't mix yeah. it with toothpaste. <laughs> True. True. Hey, but uh, speaking of beer, and I don't know if we can commandeer uh, the, the conversations, but in short, so we have this brewery in Grapevine, which is uh, a city that happens to be very probably central between Dallas and Fort Worth. Uh, and there's a brewery out there that we met the owners at at that Houston game that you were at, uh, Neil. Mm-hmm. And they're called Hoppenstein. 
And uh, we met the owners at that game, helped them unload some pallets of beer out of the back of the car, not knowing who each other were. And then come to find out much later, we we get in conversation with them and they made a Buffalo Thunder beer for us here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, they do, donated part of the proceeds of, of those uh, those beers uh, to the charity that we were raising money for. Um, they've got, if Mike's getting a can, he'll show you. The can's pretty, and again, we sold these in DFW and they sold out. They couldn't keep them at the brewery. They couldn't keep up the store shelves. Uh, they've got people still calling them to this day, asking them if they're going to make it again. It was a limited release. And they put Zubas on the Oh, logo. nice. I like that. Yeah. And so it's an unfiltered Pilsner. Um, and that's the charity that we were raising money for that year, Bill's Fan Thunder. And it, it, it was an absolute hit. And that that those group of people have been incredible to us as well. And they're also Bill's fans, so that helped. But uh, that, was, that was awesome. Beer is making me thirsty. I was drinking water. I was like, all right, I, mean, I can't drink like, any more beer. I, I kind of want to like send you guys a beer from Tampa beer. for that, guys. Beer for that. Okay. Like <laughs> They um just just before it's funny just before the Super Bowl was about to hit here this year, they started selling um uh Pills Mafia here. Oh, the Pills oh, Mafia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. they, like like it, I saw it in Whole Foods all over Tampa, and I'm like, like ooh, they they know. <laughs> that's uh, that's Thin Man, if I recall. Yeah, Thin Man Brewing. Yes. Okay. I wonder how far south they go. Well, I mean, they're here. They're they're. They're that's now like like that's well. like a regular beer okay. they have at Whole Foods in Tampa now. So okay, I'm Very like, cool. all right, that's cool. I like it. I will I'm say I have a bottle or I have a can, but I haven't opened it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. It's, it's definitely worth trying. I mean, now I can get it at the store on the street, but yeah, before I, I had a four pack from the actual brewery back in Buffalo, and it's like you know I'm not gonna open it up. Right. And I'm right. like, okay, well now I'm gonna open it up. If I find a second one, I'll open it and taste it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good to sell a Pilsner. Me, I like more hoppy stuff. Like, but that's me. I'm a hoppy guy. Yeah. I want to get punched in the face with a hop. So, yeah, yeah. Mike's not a hoppy guy, though. Mike's Mike's well, not a hoppy, well, guy. Yeah, a hoppy guy. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm equal opportunity, but I'll drink anything you put in front of me. <laughs> Again, beer's beer before ten o'clock. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, oh. all right, boys. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, see, I was gonna, I was gonna get some beers ready. I had some in my fridge, but after this, after the draft and after the weekend, I was kind of like, oh, you know, you ever have that? Oh, I don't know if I could do one more beer. And no, no. no. She, she had a, I had a friend from down, nah. from down from Buffalo itself that I went to school with, so I've been taking him boating all weekend, so. Naturally, I'm just gonna have a lot of beverages. Jet skiing, boating, you know, drinking teas. Yeah, this the- this is hopefully that the, the point of the, the conversation where Neil no longer complains about how terrible his life is. No, <laughs> no, not even a little bit. He's gonna keep rubbing it in. <laughs> Only on Facebook. Look what I'm Only, doing today. <laughs> look what I'm doing today. The, the rest of the week, I'm not gonna tell you at all what I'm doing, but today I am. Do you put the caption working hard? Work, all those hard, hard, hardly working. Correct. He's that. He's that guy. He's that, got it, got it. He's yeah. that guy that will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, make us all feel like um, you know. I guess we're losers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking about you know drinking and, and having the draft and stuff like that, and uh, it, it's actually really great because um, you know what? Thirty years ago, no, 
three years ago, the draft was here in Dallas. And um, we, really we were fortunate cool. enough to, you know, this, when they had the group and they had 50 people from each team on the floor. What you, what you got up there, Ryan? That was the inner circle badge. Oh, yeah, I got mine over there, too, where, where, where I keep this thing. I keep that next to it as well. But, well, we were on there, and it was fantastic. Um, oh, good. Someone liked our tailgating party. Thanks, Devin. Oh, dude, Devin. Yeah, I, I ran into Devin uh, that weekend. I remember Devin very specifically. And uh, if, if I may real quick, too, um, I couldn't tell you what I told Devin. I've had, I had, I don't know how many beers by 10 o'clock that morning, Mike. Uh, Devin, I, I recall correctly, runs or he's in, he, he works with the uh, Salt Lake City backers. And he tell, he told me the group was small. You know, what do I need to do? Um, I, to be fair, I wouldn't have asked myself advice at that time either. Uh, but the advice I gave him, he came back maybe a year or a year and a half later. He, he followed up with me. He said, hey, man, I met you at the tailgate. Just want to let you know, I really appreciate the advice. The group is, you know, this big and we're doing so well. And um, that was the that was actually the moment that I realized that what I was doing was a lot more impactful than yeah. just maybe stroking my Bill's pride and, and, and ego and being involved with the chapter and realizing I'm actually helping other people that, that are building the same camaraderie in their own local areas. So that so shout out to Devin, if I could. Now, Ryan, you're right. I mean, it, by the end of that weekend, and all the people that came up to us and, and kept posting on our site and, and sending us emails and just saying thanks, you guys did a great job, fantastic job, probably one of the Super best cool. tailgates we've ever been to, um, did make me realize that yeah, we're it is just more than a bunch of crazy Bills fans getting drunk on a Sunday afternoon, um, you know, having a good time, and we are making an impact with somebody. And, and, you know, even last year, uh, I think it was June or July that they named us uh, Bill's International Chapter of the Month because of the things that we had done. Uh, and it, it's just, it makes you feel good when that organization recognizes you for the efforts. And really, we didn't do it for the recognition. We did it because that's what we like to do. <laughs> it was, well, to be fair, it was our responsibility at the same time. Well, right. Yeah. It, it, it was our it was a, an unofficial responsibility that that we thought that we need to throw the biggest and baddest Bills Mafia rated party we possibly can. And uh, and we did. So that was cool. Yeah. You guys did the CMOE four you know, four times uh, or once every four years. Um, we're spoiled living here in South Florida. We get to see our teams sure. Uh, sure. come to your home once every year. Yeah. Um, well, except yeah. for Neil, but Neil's only like three hours away. Yeah. Um, so you guys, you guys got to take all those years of not having them or seeing them in your That's backyard right. to kind of consolidate that mayhem into one one year. I bet. Th I bet the whole week was just like I had to take out, take out, you take off work. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday, yeah. I, I, I don't think I reported back to work for another two or three weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> a, that's like the day after the schedule. No, the day of the schedule comes out. Okay, so I'm gonna need these days off. Nope. <laughs> um, this, whole this whole month of November, let's go yeah. ahead and say this is a no for me. Okay, the yeah. bills are in town. Uh, yeah, but now plus we moved. We moved an entire pallet of water three times. We moved. Uh, I mean, right? We moved what? Maybe 120, 130 cases of beer, not oh. including another 130 or 140 cases of the hard seltzer and. Uh, apple side, you know, all this shit that these people donated yeah. to us. We moved it from my garage True. to the truck. Yep. Yep. Um, but I mean, it was it, it was just a lot of work. It was um, it, it it was fun when you look back at it. Absolutely not in vain, for sure. No, no, I, sure. I agree. Yeah. 
so that that was uh you know I, I brian could talk about that day all night yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome what give me some give me a crazy story yeah, yeah give let me us crazy stories is right why on that who, wall who showed up at the tailgate yeah you oh, need- didn't show up pinto ron was there pinto ron uh, joni um uh, uh, dan gambino um it's code you know, socks was there yeah, that's, yeah, it's Dan Gambino, you know, Code Socks. Okay, um, you know, you, you've got uh, it just, I mean, yeah, all the Buffalo regular Shouts. people. Buffalo Shouts was in the house. Yeah. Nice. Buffalo uh, Shouts was there. Walter was there from from uh, Orlando. From Orlando. Nice. Um, and, and like I said, the thing is, every time you turned around, someone was trying to introduce you and say hello. And <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You try yeah. to sit there and you remember all people. Hey, you know, do you remember? Oh, sure, I do. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You know, but the fact of the matter, hey, aren't you Mike the guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. I'm the guy. You know, so, yeah. so it's it's raining, it's cold. Um, one of our good buddies who sat on the board that that year to help us organize the the the, the party or tailgate, if you will, um, Steve, uh, one of our good buddies, Mike and I, uh, we go to. Um, to pretty much leave the tailgate to now go to the game, right? To make our way into the stadium. Um, Steve was our, uh, our, what was the Bloody Mary bartender? Yes. Um, he was definitely certified. Uh, definitely went by the book, followed every law in, in his, uh, in his bartending skills. So we, we were walking in, it's myself, my fiance, uh, a couple of buddies, and it's Mike, and he says, "Let's get a golf cart because they've got they've got girls driving around picking people up in golf carts, and they'll they'll take you to the stadium to save you the trip." And for those of us who've been drinking most of the day, that's 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 the go-to. Yeah, right? that's uh, <laughs> of course, it's never that easy. That came with a premium. Um, so we get on this golf cart, and Steve, jovial Steve, is leaning off the golf cart, hollering at people, telling them to jump on the golf cart with us. He's trying to say hi. The golf cart lady who's driving us stops the golf cart at, at some intersection. Steve gets off of the golf cart and hangs out with these Bills fans in line who are also now walking in. And our golf cart keeps going. And we're like, well, that's our guy. Steve's like, oh, I'll see you all up there. We get up there. Lady drops us off. This is maybe a half a mile drive, quite literally. And she wanted $75 per person. Wow. And I said, what are you kidding me so anyway long story short i think it, yes it was incredibly inconvenient and unexpected that that ride was gonna be that expensive we took care of it but to this day i still get to like rag steve about how he pretty much set me up on the $750 golf cart bill and left me to die so uh that one that one was kind of fun wow yeah oh, i would have had some drunken choice words for that person Oh, there was a few. There was a few. When you know Steve and the things that he does for us, you know, to, to give back, it's okay. Just one of them things, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's funny because Steve doesn't get rattled. He's a very, very cool, calm kind of guy, and uh, that's one thing that I can kind of just, you know, antagonize him a little bit, and, and just all I have to do is bring it up a little bit, and his his feathers ruffle just ever so much. So. And he does. He, he turns red though. Have you, uh, any of you gentlemen, um, ever broken a table? No, no, I'm surprised that I haven't. 
and and those who uh, know me at Bills games and Bills tailgates would would probably agree um, that it's a little surprising that I haven't. But no, I, I can't. <laughs> have it. I have it. I, 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 it's, it's the draft weekend, though. I, I got to take while well, I don't have a hat to take off. I got to tip my hat to Spencer Brown. Dude, he goes out there after, after as soon as he, he went out there. That was sick. That was awesome. That's Buffalo. Welcome to Buffalo, baby. <laughs> I bet McDermott reamed his ass for that, too. Oh, did he? <laughs> don't get hurt. Uh, yeah, you're like, you do not, like, no. That oh, was, yeah, yeah. From a live. Congratulations yeah. for your tweets. But do not do that ever, ever fucking again. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I picture that like, like, there we go. From um, dude, that, that table yeah. didn't have a chance. Way to go, Sean. Eight, 330 pounds. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean Hanron, uh, Pompano, sort of South Florida Bills backers. Okay. Then, uh, I'm glad Neil stole Tom Brady's Wi-Fi password. Yeah. Uh, Normally, uh, Mr. Uh, no, but, no, but, uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it uh, sounds like he's doing old ancient kung fu movies or something. Like, you could bring rid of my dial up, and it's uh, he's got a new you know, and he upgraded, and then now we can hear him. Now we know what he sounds like. It uh, know, my conclusion, right? he still sounds like an asshole sometimes. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Welcome so did to the you, did you guys both did you guys make the trip to Houston? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, yes. both of yes. yeah. That was a blast. Playoff games, um, and I mean it's right there. It's been a blast. Uh, we we stay at the Holiday Inn, which is right across the parking lot. Yeah, from mm-hmm. Energy Stadium. So literally, yeah. you walk out the back of the bar and you walk across the parking lot. And you're in the stadium. Literally, yeah. quite literally. See, we stayed downtown. Like we were, um, we stayed at the Marriott right by the convention center until like the we we, we drove down. Like I had because. I brought my entire tailgate system with me. I had uh, a turkey fryer delivered to my hotel and I put my turkey fryer together so I can make wings for my tailgate the night before. So I'm going to get this thing together with a, a screwdriver. They allow me to use the hotel. That's awesome. Just the night before. And I sold the ter- fryer to the guy that was tailgating next to me, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. Like, I, I made chicken wings. We brought uh, – the TSA probably laughed our ass off, and they were going through our um, stuff. Like, like I, I had a suitcase full of Labatt Blue Light, two 12-packs of Labatt Blue Lights, and then I had another suitcase full of just Jello shots because <laughs> isn't that just what you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. And then, um, and then I came home with all these empty bags. <laughs> Like, well, why are your bags all empty? Like, don't worry about it. I drank this shit. I mean, what do you think? It's cool. Don't worry. We were thirsty. I, I might be on a list now. Buffalo won or lost. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a gorgeous stadium, by the way. Which one? Houston? Houston's a gorgeous stadium. And I, I did get the sure. chance to, so I was telling you guys before, I was able to tour the uh, Cowboy Stadium, which is. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, it's an absolute, absolute fortress. Yeah, it's impressive. I mean, everything that he did to that stadium, I mean, the lights are shaped as footballs. Like, it's just, yeah. But this is enough yeah. to accomplish podcast. Well, he saves a lot of money not having a general manager. 
So True. that's where that money <laughs> that's, that's where the money went. <laughs> football shaped <laughs> lights. And they're like, all right, football shaped lights, or you gotta have <laughs> I think they should or stick with what they're football doing. Games or football shaped lights. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. All right, because we're nice ambiance. Exactly. Oh man. So um Again, we don't see you guys or you don't see the bills at your backyard uh, once every four years. And um, you obviously got to travel two games. Is there a game usually that every year you're like, oh, I, I got to watch that or I can't opening wait? Day. Every game is a must watch, but opening, yeah. day, opening day is the game to be present at. And it's if be, it's uh, going to well, be here. What we're talking about is is opening day at the Ralph. Um, yeah, so the thing, like, there's there's 16 games now. There's 17 games that are like you don't miss them. Um, but to to go out there and to have a game that you absolutely have to be at opening day at the Ralph. Home you guys fly up. You all fly up. No, watch. 100. Oh yeah, wow. It's, oh wow. Okay. It's, it's a tradition. Yeah, it's. Uh, unwavered tradition today. Well, and this year with them wanting, you know, being vaccinated, getting all the rules. Who knows what's going to happen uh, in terms of, of what's going on? Uh, it did really suck last year that we couldn't go because they weren't allowing fans at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, before in normal life, you don't. It's it's tradition, and we love going to a place called Barville and eating their wings. Nice. Uh, we go to the Big Tree Inn, which is right down the street. Um, we support uh, the, the Hammer Lot. We'll go right across the street to the Bills Fan Thunder and party with them. By the way, Bills Fan Thunder is a 501c3 that brings underprivileged kids, 20 of them, every week to the home Bills game. Completely no cost to them. They go out there and they, they feed them. They give them uh, games and tickets and chaperones and everything. It's a fantastic yeah. organization. So if you want to help, you know, young kids go there, definitely go to uh, BillsFanThunder.com and donate. But to, to go out there and then walk down and, and have a shot at, um, at the Big Tree Inn, which was always where the Bills went after practices, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a tradition. It's a lot of fun. Nice. That's all. Oh, then, of course, go to the RV lot and party with my sister, too. <laughs> I bet that's Do you guys a, plan on going to any away games this year? Some, there's some good ones. They're not far from you, too. New Orleans, well, it's going to depend Tennessee. on the schedule. Depends on when the schedule gets released. It's ah, shit. It's going to get released next. Anyway, yeah, next week. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, Brian was talking about earlier waiting for, you know, scheduled release day and then t- telling work that's the days I'm taking off. That's quite literally the day I'm waiting <laughs> for next. Um, <laughs> the only the only caveat to this this year is I have to plan a wedding sometime in the middle of football season. So uh, not Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So we'll we'll see. Um, well, but but day, again, real play out, playoff game on a Saturday. Uh, playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we're not scheduling the wedding until the season schedule comes out so oh, okay. Makes that, sense. That, that tells you anything. smart thinking smart. i've got dollars to donuts it'll be the bye week it's fair <laughs> right fair. very convenient very convenient and like that you know it's everybody's having a wedding that week for that and you're all all your friends are bill's friends friends so yep you have to yep. like choose which one you want to go to or go to all of them that's basically i scheduled my wedding and we're the day before a home opener in buffalo it's perfect nice there you go nice yep 
Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What's um talk a little about events or charities that you guys do down in uh, both your respective locations um, uh, or just events that you, you do something good for the community and uh, not only bring Bill's mafia together, but the community too. Uh, any, anything, uh, anything special you guys uh, do down there? Well, we, we do something and we didn't do it last year um, again because of the pandemic and we didn't do it the year before because of the um, uh, Thanksgiving day. But one of the biggest things that we do every year is make sure that we have a Toys for Tots campaign. I and uh, we have gone out there and between both locations, typically we'll have anywhere between seven or eight of these huge four by four foot by five foot boxes filled with toys that we're able to go out there and donate to the Toys for Tots. Um, which, you know, one of the things that we all, I mean, my, I know Ryan considers that he, he's not married yet. He doesn't have kids, but, you know, a lot of the folks understand that children are very, very important. They're real important to Ezra Castro as well, Pancho Villa, and doing something for kids. Um, even the year that we went in 2017, when we finally went to the, the um, playoff game, uh, and, and, and people were donating to Andy Dalton, we sat there and he. It was all about children. It was about opening up the wallets and helping children because they don't know any better. And so that's that's what we what, that's what we do. Uh, we've given to. Um, well, this season, alone, this, season, this season alone, we just, uh, you know, through the pandemic, it's been a weird football season, right, for us, for where where our main um, our main method of getting together and collecting said funds usually comes from gathering at a bar, which we weren't allowed to do for a whole season. So this last season was very odd, but we were able to raise some money for the Fort Worth Animal Services, um, and we raised money for a charity on the Dallas side of town called Minnie's Food Pantry, uh, who provides, you know, dry foods and non-perishable food items, and in some cases, perishable food items to families in the local area as well in Colorado County, one of our more heavily densely, dense, uh, densely populated areas of Dallas-Fort Worth. So even this year, without getting together regularly at the volume in which we normally get together at, we were still able to make um, at least what we would consider a, an impact and a ripple in our in our local communities. Awesome. Um, and, and I think we do regularly try to rotate those charities. So we're not continuously, you know, funneling, be it funds time or whatever we choose to donate to the same place all the time. We're trying to diversify, uh, you know, our impact in our local area. And, and what we try to do is we try to give them things that they know that will help them. Uh, we don't just go out there and give them a cash donation uh, because, quite frankly, you never know where that cash goes. But in, when we when we donated to Volvo Alcove, which is it was another fantastic oh, local alcove, yes. yeah. that, that goes out there and actually babysits children while their their single parents are out interviewing or training for jobs. And you know, we, we gave them we gave them bundles of diapers and wipes and, and powder and all the rest of that stuff uh, because that's the sort of things that they need. And, and like we did it for Minnie's pantry. We gave them, oh my God, the what, two or three carts just flowing with 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 uh, with food, yep. uh, so we could help make sure that people were fed. And then, because we don't want to forget about our four-legged friends, which you know, I've got two dogs. I know Ryan, you've got two dogs. Uh, I don't know about you guys. You got three? Okay, there yep. you go. Deal. No, he doesn't just have one. Not oh. Just one. Oh, okay. But the thing is, we want to we want to make sure that they're taken care of as well, because you know, unfortunately. 
animals because people suck at times the way they do things. I mean, they they, they, they discard them, they they use them. So you know, we like to take care of them, and um, it, it's great because we do get some donations from people and also from our distributor of bats. So we have things to give away. Uh, with our, in addition to our 50-50 drawings, we have swag that we can give away all the time. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it helps. It really does. And it, and it makes it feel good. Again, you're doing it because that's what we do. Yeah, I've got three dogs and a cat. And mind you, I'm like severely allergic to cats. Um, so, uh, so, so much Benadryl and Claritin on hand anytime. And the reason why I actually have the cat is, um, so my wife and I, we've had, all three dogs have been either given to us or we found, them. you know, we love animals. Um, we're partial to animals. We think animals are sometimes better than majority of the people that we're, we witness out. So, uh, that's why we love dogs. And, um, one day we're outside and my wife is like, do you hear that? And we're in the backyard and you hear, uh, this cat meowing. So I'm like, no, no, go inside, cover your ears, go, go inside. Uh, two weeks later, no life at 14 days later, I'm outside mowing the yard and I happened to run out of gas. And I heard that meow, like very faint meow noise. I'm like, oh, Jesus, why'd I have to hear that? And I stick my, my no morality, head. not right now, not right now. Morality. <laughs> so I suck my, my, my ear up to the, uh, the fence post and I, I hear that faint meowing again, a little, uh, yeah. So I, I'll pull open the, the fence and inside the fence wedged between my neighbor's fence and my fence was this like yellow fur ball of things. So I grabbed my gloves and I'm getting it. And this thing getting right in the palm of my hands, um, all bone. You don't feel any kind of muscle or any fat on this cat. Um, apparently the cat was there for two weeks. <laughs> um, fuck. So I don't like, oh, such an asshole. Now thinking about it, like oh, I should have rescued him right away. <laughs> Day one. So that I, I, I am calling all these places up, freaking out. I'm like, Oh, I found this cat. And my wife's like, what do I do? And she's like, call a shelter. So I'm calling shelters and they're like, uh, no, it's probably, you know, it's probably not going to make it. And we don't take cats. I'm, I'm going, well, this cat's going to die. I'm like, fuck, I don't want it to die. So I had to take it to the vet. I did like, fuck this. I'm going right to the vet, go to the vet. And, um, uh, I made like a little shoe box with a, with a towel in it and made it fit really, look really cool. And uh, I bring it into the vet and the vet's like, I listen, I can give it like fluids. That's all I can give them. Can't even get an antibiotics. Um, realistically, this cat will not make the night. So I'm, you know, I'm prepared for the, the, the wake up next morning and a cute little kitten um, is, 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 you know, uh, you know, heaven forbid passed away. I at least had it in a little shoe box, made it all comfortable for his last night here on earth. Uh, and you know, that next morning, a little turds walking around eyes open. Meow, meow. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and 400 dollars later, I got a cat. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of Benadryl, but it's, you know, it's good. It's, it's good to be good with animals. It's good that you guys get involved uh, with your community and things that are pressing issues. Um, and I know you're speaking of, of, of Ezra that, uh, that had to be just a blow to the community. It was a blow to everybody. Just, you know, we, the, we, the guys that you meet, you know, you always meet him through a lot of different games. You always meet that one guy's like, Oh, I got to say hi to him. Hey, what's going on? Uh, yeah. and, but you guys, you, you, you know, you, you, your neighbors, your, your family members, your, um, whatever you want to call it. It's you guys, how, how like walk us through, uh, I don't want to relive the, the, the dark memories. Obviously you want to share some memories. Um, what kind of, uh, inspiration can you tell us about uh, what you guys did and how you knew Ezra and uh, what are some cool moments that you can tell us? I don't know. There's a, some, some 
cool events that you guys did together. And well, you know, Ezra to a lot of people meant a lot of things. Uh, he's just a fantastic man. I mean, he taught me a lot about people, a lot about patience, uh, a lot about caring and giving. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the day that I found out that he passed, that he um, uh, was going into hospice, I was on my way back from Houston. And I was getting about ready to get on an airplane that was just devastating because when I look down and I see, you know, Ronnie's telephone number come up, I knew it wasn't good. Um, but I mean, that man was, I met him at the San Francisco 49ers game in 2010, something like that. You know, when, when the, the, one of the last years that they were in Candlestick Park. And, uh, you know, just grew to know a man that would give you anything, the, the shirt off his back, you know, his heart as big as the state of Texas. Um, and for a man who's never set, up, set foot a day in Buffalo, and to love that team the way he did is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think one of the the greatest um, the, the greatest stories that I can tell you about Ezra is just the way that he told me where he came from, and while I was visiting him through his chemotherapy, um, and just knowing what his mother and his family and everything else did. And how he never once just he didn't want to he wasn't afraid of dying. He was afraid of not living. Yeah. And you know, to, to go out and, and, and then be able to meet some of the people I've you know met uh Harrison Phillips and his parents, they're a fucking hoot, by the way. You know, two years ago at opening day when they had the uh memorial service for him, uh Candy was walking around with a handle of, of um of uh, fireball. The little oh, teeny shot glasses, <laughs> and, I mean, the fucking stack like this tall, you know, little teeny shot glasses just going around and pouring everybody's shot of, of the fireball was fantastic. And, oh. and they were there for the Thanksgiving Day or the, the night before that they stopped at our tailgate party the night before. Um, but to realize the impact that he made on people um, and the impact that he made on me, even when when we introduced the best story that I have is how a friend of his um, who works at PayPal. Um, have you guys ever seen the the Pancho Villa jackets, the memorial yeah, jackets yeah. that they made? Mm -hmm. That thing went from concept to reality in three weeks, um, because we were sitting there in in hospice, not a hospice, yeah, hospice, and people were taking advantage of his likeness and his name and selling shit and making money, and no one was going out there. So I went out there, and, and we had all agreed, and I went out and I trademarked. Name Pancho Bella and his light and his likeness, so people couldn't go out there and, and profit without benefiting his family. And to this day, I still I made a uh, I made an agreement with uh, Shorty McBill, Daniel McMahon, and the people who run his uh, uh, his riffs going out there and, and to, to give money to back to his family. So that was the greatest thing I can say that I did for him. That's and, awesome. Go out there and trade market and make sure that he was protected again. Love him. Brian, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I have a whole lot of crazy stories with, with Ezra because uh, <laughs> we, we, we definitely had different lifestyles, but I think our common denominator happens to be the same thing that might be the premise of my story about Ezra. Um, so, of course, as I mentioned before, I'm born and raised in Dallas, Texas. So, growing up, I watched games with my grandfather, my father. Um, 
there there wasn't normally a place for us to go watch a Bills game. And it wasn't until my father, until just after my father passed. So this was all very coincidentally. Uh, my father passed about 11 years ago. Uh, it was just after that that I was introduced to uh, the idea or the concept that there was such thing as a Bills backers bar. And it happened to be at McFadden's, which is in Addison. Uh, and not, I think it, I think it was similarly related or in some way related to the McFadden's in New York. I'm not sure irrelevant to the story. Um, but that's where I started going. And I thought to myself, this is the coolest idea ever. I, I myself have also never been to a bills home game, but I grew up my entire life fascinated with this team, unwavered, uh, you know, dedication to this team and find out about this bar. And Ezra was running the, the chapter there. Um, and that was how I was first introduced to Ezra. Um, and then I think two, two locations later, uh, so two seasons later as well, um, we were now at a bar that was maybe walking distance from my house. And I used to come to the bar and we would play, we would play the shout song, but it was on this little PA, like Bluetooth PA system that Ezra had. And I myself was, I, I, I would play music and, and, and make some bit of money, nothing glorious or, 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 you know, incredible, but I had a PA system. So I had, I had some things that I could bring to the table. So one day I told him, I said, Hey man, let me bring my PA system up here. We're playing the shout song. People literally have to plug one ear and like, you know, <laughs> fight to listen for it. Let me bring my fucking PA system. I'll do it for free. And that's how I first, that's my, that's how my relationship with Ezra first started. Um, I brought my PA system. I never asked him for anything. I never cared for anything. Not even recognition. Didn't want a bar tab. I just wanted to watch the game with more than myself and other Bills fans. To me, right, that right. idea itself got me so high on the fact that I could watch the game with other like-minded individuals. It was it was the coolest thing. So I thought to myself, cool, I'll bring my paces and no big deal. So we went from there to, I think, another location. That was when we, I think we landed at the hideaway, Mike. We went from DJs to the hideaway. Um, and again, continued to bring it. Um, I, I'd always have a microphone so Ezra could do announcements or sometimes he would delegate announcements to me. And, and so I provided this means for us to up our dynamic at the Dallas locations. Uh, and so that was my, that was my, my initial contribution to the club. Um, and then when Ezra did fall sick and actually I'll back up just a little bit, Ezra really brought me in his family as well. Uh, that, that Ezra was one of the coolest, coolest fucking people I've ever met. Um, between him and his entire family from Panchito to Panchita to Ronnie and everybody embracing me to, the brothers and the uncles and even Ezra's mom, um, their family traditionally was very close as well as open and welcoming. So th that really, that really presented itself when you met Ezra and you're around his family and his kids and being at a Bill's backers event, you were thus with his family, just the same. Um, so it was this, this energy you got from Ezra was just, was fantastic. But um, it was when he was on his, uh, he was at Southwestern Medical Center, I think. I went to go visit him, Mike, uh, down there. Um, yeah, or no, 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 this was when he was in Dallas. Sorry, the UT Southwestern. Um, and I went down on him, just one day I wanted to go see him. And I, I said, all right, cool, what room are you in? So I went and I pulled up and I walked in and uh, I'll never forget, man, he, Obviously, to him and anybody else, it's probably a, a you know a, a minute gesture. But when I walked in the door, he said, "Hey, hey, move. Let let Strobel sit right here. I want to talk to him." And 
it was just super cool because here I am this, I say kid, cause I still don't realize that I'm, you know, approaching 40. Um, <laughs> I still think I'm a kid, you guys. Uh, but here I am, I, I'm, I'm react or I'm, uh, excuse me, experiencing these experiences with this guy who's running this bills backers chapter in, 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 in lesser words, he's like, He's providing for me everything that I've always wanted in being a Bills fan living in Dallas, Texas. So I, it, to some degree, I idolized him. I very much respected him and put him up on a pedestal and very and very rightfully so. Um, for him to say like, hey, make room and I want to sit next to the Strobel and talk to him. Dude, that was the, that was one of the coolest, coolest feelings um, next to the bittersweet feeling of hearing Mike communicate to me later at his viewing. Um, that Ezra had asked that, you know, I take over the Dallas chapter on his behalf. Um, oh, wow. he, was, he was, he was super cool, man. Uh, I've, I've never, uh, not never. I, I rarely feel as welcomed as that guy would make you feel. You know, in that day, uh, he went up there and he, you know, he asked me to make sure that I ran the club, took over after he passed. And I asked him, I said, all right, well, who should be the VP? Who should, and he didn't even hesitate. He goes, Ryan. And so I said, okay, Ryan it is. <laughs> you know, no, no doubt about it. Um, but for those final days, uh, to watch a man that was all so full of piss and vinegar uh, be, be reduced to something that where he was afraid to see people could, could breathe. Was, uh, it was a very difficult time. And quite frankly, a week from this Friday, May 14th is when he passed. So it'll be two mm -hmm. years, a week from Friday. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there's, I miss him. He was one of my best friends down here, uh, considered a brother. Uh, I mean, we talked a lot, a lot. I mean, it, more than Ryan and I did. Uh, but you know, that's that's because that's the way he was. He had an idea. He said, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? You know, what do you think about this? Um, and plus, also too, I, I was you know an outside sales, so I was able to go up and see him at the funeral home. Um, so it, you know, worked out really well. But that, that man made an impact on countless people, and to this day, we still miss him. There's no doubt about it. Incredible man. I don't know if you guys ever had a chance to meet him, um, but uh, if you didn't, you you certainly missed him. Yeah, I have had the chance to meet him twice. Once when I was living out in Phoenix. He uh, came to our tailgates, and it was like, just, just yeah, just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. He joined up. Hey, I just wanted. He he literally just walked just up the tailgates. Yeah, yeah. He just yep. wanted to be there. Yep. And uh, the other time it was down in Miami, we had a huge, huge tailgate, and he came there and just waited. He, like, he was there the entire time in the one in Miami. Like, he was there all all day and just enjoyed it. Had all of, like food. Like just come on in, and we. I got a huge group picture of him, all of us. It was great. I did get cool. to meet his uh, kids in Houston for that playoff game because they were there. They were walking around, and okay. the, the whole family made themselves very vocal. Very great family. It, it was great to meet them as yeah. well because after hearing what like what he wanted to have done with the whole backpacks for kids and everything. Like it, it was, it was just, just, just great. It really was a good thing. Like, like that, that was his legacy. Like, I want to have backpacks because all everybody donated to that, and it, it was huge, huge success. Yeah, so it was, it was, yeah. Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills. The you know, it's Buffalo Bills is more than football. 
And yeah, 100%. I can say that every single uh, week when I talk to Bills, backers, bars, and uh, presidents, and, and so on. Um, but just to hear stories, hear things like that, how you can meet an individual and affect everyone's lives, and um, just uh, being part of something bigger than football, but all having one common interest, which is a football team. That's that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. The power of numbers it can do uh, in terms of anything you want to do. So that's um, that's that's uh, that's awesome. That's why I wanted to hear that kind of the stories because you guys yeah. met. You guys met. You know he's a legend of a fan. I wish I was yeah. a bunch of Bila. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just Brian. I'm just Brian the drunk. You know. <laughs> um, so that's that's really cool to do that and meet that. Um, it, it's also kind of weird uh, to, to, to speak of him in such a infamous perspective um, because people like Mike and myself were, uh, you know, lucky enough really to, to see. I, I saw Ezra every single weekend, like if not even more frequently, if there was an event that we were invited to, like the kids' birthdays or what have you, um, but we saw him regularly. So to hear of him being so, you know, infamous in this persona, while I'm not discrediting his persona by any means, um, it's just fascinating to hear people speak of him as such a, and and such a perspective. Because to me, it was like, that's my normal Sunday football watching, you know, buddy. I bring the PA system for him so that we can have the group going and all this shit. Never thinking anything of it, and then. When you're faced with reality and reality then also involves a life changing experience such as losing somebody um some of those things really do start to surface and you realize like holy shit like he was much bigger than the guy i saw every sunday running the bills backers in dallas yeah it's it's funny that he was running the bills backers in dallas because i feel like every game that i was at he was there right no he was everywhere well, especially the last the last year, I think, in year and a half, um, when the news became a little bit more, um, you know, less favorable. I think he really went out of his way to, to make sure that he hit the circuit. Let me hit all the spots I haven't been to. I need to make sure that I do all these um, bring in, you know, Gino with him, of course. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to do a lot with Gino before he passed. So, but I agree with you. And and even in even that same breath, Neil, it's weird because I sit there and I'll say, yeah, I saw him every week. And so it was, it's crazy to think of people thinking of something more than that. But in the same breath, I can also say he went to so many games, but I never really noticed his absence because it always felt like every game I went to, I mean, he was just there. That's awesome. I feel like every game that I've been to, like I I go to a lot of away games and I, I used to live in Phoenix too, like for a few years. Like I said, I'm like, I, I met him. That was the first time I ever met him. It was 2005 when the Bills went to wow. Phoenix. It was it was the opening of that new stadium and everything, and I, like he was there. And then I moved to Florida, and like, hey, I go to he's Miami. And guess what? He's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went to Houston. He's there. He was there. You know exactly. Mike, did him and his brother travel a lot? Did Mike? Did him and Balls Mahoney travel a lot? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, his brother, uh, Jaime, the Dallas police officer and, and a Dallas Cowboys fan, and, and his his character is Balls Mahoney. 
um, and I saw him. He was at Canton. I mean, he was in uh, Cleveland this weekend for the draft. Nice. I saw yeah. a picture of him, yeah. you know, out there. So he, he travels and represents um, the, the, the Cowboys, and then he has two other brothers. One is a veterinarian, and the other one is a Dallas cop as well. Dallas cop. And they're both Denver Broncos fans. Denver Broncos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, his dad, growing up in El Paso, they don't have anything but Utah. And so he gave them an opportunity to choose the team that they could root for. And Ezra's story is just phenomenal. He goes, I, I really wanted a team that you know had colors close to the Mexican flag. Well, there are no teams that have red, white, and green so as their colors. And so he just happened to catch the Bills in, in their heyday in the early 90s, red, white, and blue. He came up with it, and, and I've never met a more dedicated fan. Um, maybe except my dad, because I'll tell you something. I've been I've born and raised in Buffalo. This story, i got to tell you, because it's actually, I love it. My dad was a diehard Bills fan, and I think until I was about seven years old, I thought, God damn it, and Jesus Christ were Bills players because the television, <laughs> he'd yell at the television, God damn it, what are you doing? Jesus Christ, give me the ball. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dad's uh, growing us, uh, teaching us right how to be the, you know, the get get, get on the uh, the Bills side, man. Because, um, and I bet it helps this year uh, of the Bills being really good. It's it's, it's not so. It's you know that you could see we kind of weed out the the super fans because uh, the super fans are going to be in there even if we're having a bad season. And then you've got your 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 once in a while guys that just show up, but as we you guys get more and more people, more the better records. Uh, you probably see more people want to just go out and and have fun and join the experience. Um, so that that's that's awesome. That's awesome that you guys are doing what you're doing and being Bills backers, presidents, vice presidents, uh, chapter leaders. That's what you guys are doing. You guys are not just facilitating a drunk time. You guys are facilitating a community. Uh, that's that's why Bills and Bills Mafia is greater than football. So thank you, Mike, for what you do, and Ryan, thank you for you doing, guys. I think it's bad. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's uh it's it's different. It's different. It's good to know um the people, uh the people in hand and what you go through and um you know what, what it just it's it's more than I'm gonna start a group and we're gonna call it a Bill's back that's far. And that's it. Right. It's you know, you kinda put a you gotta you gotta massage it every day. It's a it's a rolling machine and I uh, I see a lot of work you guys put into it. Um and uh, it, and, and the good that comes out of it. So that's, it's, it's showing. So, uh, mafia wouldn't be as crazy as it is without backers, organizations, backer chapters. So, uh, guys, badass. This is, this is, this is the you guys right here. Okay. You guys, you guys are the, are the true, true champs. Um, the true champs. And we got foot. We still have a little bit war before football starts up. Uh, I get, I do have to ask one question before we can hop off everybody here because uh, the draft just happened. The draft just happened um, or, without getting analytical and into the whole, you know, four hours. Let's just utilize every draft pack because we'll save it for the, for the boring analytical podcast and shows. Um, what do you guys think about the round one? Okay. Round one Russo is that guy a giant beast or what? Mike, we'll start with you. What do you think, dude? 
266 pounds. Um, the, you know, the, the picture that's been circulating out there with him next to the <laughs> You know, the thing is, when we were at the draft in 2018, Ryan was out there, you know, with us. And we were right there when they introduced Josh Allen and um, Edmonds. And when Edmonds came up, I mean, dude, his shoulders are up to here on me. These, these guys are big boys, but this guy's taller than Edmonds. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he's got the potential. I think he's going to help us this year. Um, he, he's not going to be a starter, but then again, too, they like keeping fresh pass edge rushers. So he's going to get some um, time out there. What I'm really impressed and what I'm really stoked about is that Bruce, Bruce Smith offering to go out there and mentor the yep. guy. I mean, because oh, yeah. bad things. Bad things can happen with Bruce, Bruce Smith. And if we can turn this monster into an edge rusher and it's a, a generational Bruce Smith, I'm all about it. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's fucking go. I'm getting chills. I'm getting chills right now. What do you yeah, think? Dude, so am I. I got yeah. it too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Ry? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, to be fair, I have, like I said, I, I haven't followed too much of this draft, but I am aware our, our first round was a defensive end. Um, and then I think we got a defensive tackle shortly thereafter. We're going to be, we're going to be stacked, man. We're going to be absolutely stacked. Uh, what I would be interested to know is who, because I feel like Bean and, and McDermott have some sort of, poker face but who of what we recently picked up will we be leveraging later before the season begins true story Bean has that little uh stuff in his mind to do stuff like that i agree absolutely absolutely he, he i wouldn't be surprised to find out the wizard i mean the guy's a fucking wizard absolutely, absolutely. He, he's he's grabbed some sleep night i don't want to call them sleepers because that's discrediting it as well but he's grabbed some people that i think he's very much grabbed them from an offensive perspective uh to to strategize before the season starts so i'd be interested to see who and who that is and how that plays out um but right now it, we're gonna have a solid defense yeah yeah i'll tell you one thing one thing that i love maybe through the whole draft for the bills Anybody with a nickname of Boogie Bashman, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Draft, draft I know. Instead, instead of Boogie, how about Wild Goose? And he's, isn't he like yeah. number 32? Yeah. yeah. The he's goose the is loose, baby. He, he, he took the first, first time someone took 32 since OJ's been in jail. Um. <laughs> I, I hope I hope the kid does I hope the kid does good because I would love to get a wild goose jersey just, just, <laughs> just to have wild goose on a jersey. Yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, cool. I mean, you spend one hundred and fifty bucks to get it custom made, but now it's just like, all right, you now get fifty bucks. All right. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, after they drafted that Tommy Doyle, the Bills put out a thing with uh, Tommy Doyle's face and doing old Doyle rules. Nice. No, yeah. I saw that. I'm like, I'm, I'm just dying laughing watching that. I'm like, whoever's doing the Bill social media, good job. Awesome. You did a great job with that. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Unrelated, but uh, let me see. Uh oh. It always worries me. We've, <laughs> we've had this sitting in our window at, of the house. It faces the street. That's awesome. So the neighbors have no question who we root for. <laughs> Brian's got a head too. Brian, show, show, show the head you got. Which ones do I have? I got I got a couple of mine around. Just Here, where, random. Where's the coma one? 
Oh, this one. Yeah, that was actually uh, my, my boy Rory and his company, Zoom Buffalo. Go to zoombuffalo.com. They actually created those, and it was uh, it was just huge. Uh, funny, funny. That's um, aren't they the ones that did this? The Diggs and Allen yeah, campaign. That was, that's the same uh, company, yeah, Diggs Allen. Same company. Uh, okay. the, the huge. I can't remember what what the what the one was where he had. I uh, picture him on top of this bus and, uh, and it's, he always comes up with this company comes up with some crazy, crazy ideas. Um, great guy too. He came down to Florida and golfed. Um, uh, we played, he kicked my ass. So <laughs> he's good. Uh, <laughs> the game this year, which games are you guys going to go to any away games this year? Uh, Cause I'd love to meet up with you guys and have some drinks and Absolutely. Uh, do all that fun stuff. What, what games, what game are we meeting up this year, guys? I think like Ryan alluded to before, it really depends on what the schedule comes out next week. Um, you know, if we've got, you know, the, the way games for me, you know, near Christmas time or something like that, well, you know, I, I go back and see my mom. She's 81 years old. So, you know, uh, it really depends on what the schedule says. Um, so, so if New Orleans is uh, around that Christmas no, time, we're going to there. Yeah, that's what, an hour see? flight for you? Yeah, about two-hour flight. Our flight. There we go. That's a quick flight for you, Mike. Yep. Same thing with Kansas City. You know, Kansas City is going to be a quick one. You can Kansas go to Nashville in a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of games that I'd love to be able to go to this year. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, especially since they're they're playing great. That I, I think uh, I'm going to take a step out of line and say they will go 14. No, no, actually, uh, so 15 and two because we have 17 games this year. Mm. Right? I think work on that. 15 and two. I think we're going 17-0. I can't see a team beating us this year. Just, but that's just uh, not one team. Not one team. And uh, the only reason where we're, we'd be 15-2 and two is because they put Trubinsky in there. And that's yeah. like, that's two games. All right, you're going to play fucking Miami and I think Washington. Trubinsky could beat some of the teams with our rest of our team. But <laughs> oh, yeah, with, with our luck, we'll be 15-0. Uh, we'll I'm sorry. The, the last two games are going to be Washington and the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so actually, you know what? We we did beat Miami with third stringers, so that's okay. We, we destroyed got, Miami with third stringers, not just <laughs> beat because they needed to win that game too. In the, in, in the draft, I mean, look up. traded seventeen times to get someone that they didn't want. I mean, yep. I, I don't get it. Idiots. Well, I, I, if, you know, let's keep New Orleans. I personally up. think they did a great job. Um, I'll have to I'll have to reach out once the schedule comes out there, but we, at least we know where who our way uh, opponents are. Ryan, what what game that you, are you circling for in a way? I mean, should- I, I I always I always look to see how I can get to the home opener. Okay. Um, I mean, oh, even, yeah. if, even if it doesn't work, you know, if it's not, I think rational is, is a subjective term when we're talking about planning to go into Bills games because if I can make a, a home opener, I'll make a home opener. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'm just saying the uh, NFL opener, not just home opener. The NFL opener, I'm it's predicting, gonna is going to be Bills versus Tampa. Yeah. This sure. thing's going to be about ten miles this way. Sure. All right. So I need to hop on a plane. Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> just so you know, I'm just saying. Noted. You live right I'm, next. I'm, to I'm not opposed. I, I'm truly not opposed. Uh, I, I think there's going to be like a hostel at my house. Yeah, ultimately, in short, I will say, I think at the end of the day, I will be going to an away game. 
it, it will. It, it, I have to be at a game every single season. Otherwise, the year is not complete. Um, come the lady, now, lady and I are getting married this year, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna make it happen. Come, you gotta I come. To Miami. One game last year, one game, and I was excited to make it to that one game. I went Hell to yeah. Miami. Hell yeah, that works. That was, so that was the first one they actually allowed fans, right? Yeah, was the first game they actually allowed fans. fans. Yep. Yep. They allowed thirteen thousand fans last year, and uh, we all we all went. And I think uh, I picked up Neil from his. Isn't that the game? That the, in the morning. Isn't that the game that the noise actually played a factor in the game? Everything shut off. Like the the stadium shut off because there was there was a storm in Miami, so everything in the stadium completely shut off. Diggs's first touchdown pass. Me and Brian are the only ones here to see it. Yeah. Because wow. the entire stadium, like they didn't even accept credit cards at the stadium that for a while. Like we couldn't go buy a beer if we wanted to. Well, the, the governor just uh, signed an executive order without getting political that uh, no more mask mandate, pretty much, or no, nothing nothing that's going to hold you, no mitigating a response to COVID. So yeah, you know, that goes, that just tells sure. everybody that, hey, guess what? The capacity is going to be insane this year. And it's yep. still all Bills fans. So if you guys come down, I don't know if you guys golf. I'm trying to get a bunch of people down together, and Dude, I want to get a huge golf game. I want to have a golf, golf tournament uh, for Bills Mafia. Let's uh, do a Bills Mafia uh, golf tournament. That that would that would be something that uh, we gotta we gotta keep uh, keep on the books. That would that, I'm in. I'm already in. I'll get with Jonathan hey. Holler down here or Sean uh, Hanrahan from uh, South Florida Bills backers and uh, Miami Bills backers. Uh, we'll figure something out for us, guys. Um, oh, I'm so down for that. <laughs> I'd love to chat longer, but uh, I got to work early in the morning. Um, boys, this guy, this is a lot of fun. I cannot wait to meet you guys in person uh, because it's. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's gonna be. We're gonna have a good time. So, uh, Mike, how you guys? Where can we find you guys? Do you have anywhere on Facebook or any kind of website that we can go to to check out? Uh, uh, Bills, Buffalo Bills backers uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, we, we have we have both. Um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to update to the website in a year due to things with GoDaddy, but we're working on that. But you can go to dfwbillsbackers.org nice. and find us there. Um, but if you really want to get the interaction with the fans, you want to get us on Facebook, same thing, DFW Bills Backers. Uh, we try to keep it strictly uh, talking about Bills um bills related information between fans we don't allow um people to sell merchandise that's not personal memorabilia we don't allow the promotion of a business or another site we we made a promise to our our members to keep it amongst us um and so we if it's not bills related ryan and i are going to take it down uh, i mean there's a couple of threads lately they've been talking about food ryan but <laughs> it's all right. We we have some fun with it. Uh, but you know, we we don't have a whole lot of trolls. We get rid of them. But yeah, follow us on DFW Bills Backers um, on Facebook. And if you write to info at dfwbillsbackers.org and just want to be a part of our email list, um, you'll, you'll get a weekly blog every week during the football season. Too. Nice. Yeah, and uh, so anybody who travels to the DFW area who's a Bills fan, wants to watch a Bills game and get the, the Bills Mafia experience, please look us up on Facebook, DFW Bills Backers. Um, we do have a Twitter. Unfortunately, we're not as active on there as, as we are in the Facebook. So the Facebook happens to be the most frequently updated and most uh, you know impactful way to communicate with us. 
Um, but please, if you're traveling in the area, we've had so many people reach out to us last minute, you know, on a Thursday or Friday before a Sunday game day saying, hey, where's your local bar at? Because they, they're in town for, for a weekend for business or what have you. And they come, they have the best possible time they can have on a football Sunday in Dallas-Fort Worth. So please look us up if you're in the area, be it just visiting or you just moved in. Um, we'll definitely show you how to have a great time with local Bills fans. Yeah, we will. Now I'm going to have to like rock paper scissors on where I go if I we go if I go to Dallas. I'll, I'll, I'll like I'll just send Neil to like to so, to, to Mark here, and I, I got to go to Ryan or something or vice versa. Here, here, here's what happens. Okay, the, the, the two bars are are polar opposites except for the number of Bills fans. Okay, if you want good old fashioned Buffalo food, then you go to Buffalo Bros because he has everything. He's got the beef on the the chicken wings, the pizza. Thighs and dip, et cetera, et cetera. If you just want an atmosphere with a shit ton full of Bills fans, then you go to the hideout. Nut to butt. We are, I mean, just wall to wall Bills fans. It is absolutely unfreaking real. It's just like being at the Ralph. I'm telling you that. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 13 years ago, I had the Sunday ticket until I found this place. Now, granted, you spend a lot less on the Sunday ticket, and, and, and I spent a lot more on a bar. But I I want the experience. I want to be there with the crazy Bills fans, plain and simple. Yeah, we do raffles. We give away. We do 50-50. You can win some money. You can win swag. You can win all kinds of stuff. So. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I look forward to meeting you guys. Um, I, really, I really want to thank you to take time out of your day, your busy day, and uh, hop on Breaking Tables. I, uh, we, uh, I had a lot of fun with you guys and learning more about you and what you guys do. Uh, and uh, your stories, and it's just a fucking badass guy. You guys are badass guys. So uh, here's to you, boys. Thank you again. We're not worthy. Thanks for having us, man. We really had a good time. No, yeah, wait, you guys, that's for sure. Super uh, cool. Neil, where can we find Breaking Tables? Tell tell the odds, but Breaking Tables, come on, man. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. If you're not following us, you've failed in life. And if you don't follow us, the Bells are, aren't going to win the Super Bowl. So you better follow I know. Us. You're, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. It's it. Do your part. <laughs> Do your part, ladies and gentlemen. Do your part. <laughs> uh, guys, this is a lot of fun. Thank you all very much. I'd hate to see you leave, but it's time to go. Um, go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Go, go, go Bills. Go Bills. Dolphin selected Waddle. <laughs> <laughs> sucking. Patriots are gonna suck because they got the, Mac the Jones. Just left in another quarterback. <laughs> he looks like a looks like a Lego dude. That guy is so he weird. He does look like a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets are just the Jets. <laughs> Jets are always gonna be the Jets. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. The quarterbacks go to die. This is breaking tables. Sure. You can catch sure. us every Mondays and Thursdays live shows. Uh, or on your favorite podcast listening device. Appreciate you buckling up and getting your ear holes and eye holes wet. This is Breaking Tables. Bye-bye. See you guys. Love you.